0: Hello and welcome to episode number 216 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike.
1: Hello. are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. You said are we ready to record. I I was mentally not ready, but I am
0: now. (laughs) We'll get ready because we're we're doing it live. Um, (laughs) We're doing it, we're doing it. uh, Yeah, we're back. Hopefully I sound a little bit more normal this week. Um, I don't think I'm back to completely... Normality, but i listened back to the recording and oof, that was rough um <laughs> but yeah we got through it and we got for a really awesome movie that we both really enjoyed which is always fun um <laughs> i mean i don't remember much about last week but <laughs> oh, that's you not it. how it went down you to absolutely me. loved it i think you said <laughs> movie of the year at one point um i think I said the movie's trash <laughs> mm, you're wrong um but yeah we're back with an absolute banger again this week um as we're gonna be discussing the owners um which is a british production which is always nice to see Yay. um but, uh, first some news actually a little bit of news here um we have to start with the one that keeps being brought up every week which is fright fest
1: mm-hmm. um, never ends fright fest never yeah, ends
0: and as it's constantly evolving um i believe last week we talked about kind of the <laughs> announcement and then the tickets have kind of been halted for sale <laughs> we um, talked about the announcement and then said that
1: we probably will be talking about the unannouncement next week yeah. and lo and behold
0: Yeah, a day later, um, the tweet went up which said, sadly, next month's Fright Fest at Cineworld is now cancelled due to the growing COVID restrictions. Uh, The four-day event will move online between the 22nd and 25th of October. Never fear, the replacement event with over 40 films will be announced very soon. Also, as part of that, they said the lineup, which will include over 40 films, will be announced Thursday, the 1st of October. Uh, Tickets go on sale the same day. Um, And then they added a new um, update today as of recording, um, which says um, we've got some exciting film and ticket Fright Fest news. The festival has gained a day and will feature 45 features and and two (laughs) short films. Showcases. They're somehow getting these short films. Like how many short films were made in the last month? <laughs>
1: uh, well, we'll we'll find out. There's enough to fill two <laughs> showcases,
0: apparently. I mean, I might just knock one out over the weekend and see if I can get it in there. But uh, the um the passes are 66. I'm filming one right now. <laughs> the passes are sixty six pounds and sixty six pence. I like them. Um, how do you, do you remember how much the other ones were? I don't know. I just respect the the six 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 that they've gone yeah. for. Four uh, sixes. Know, they, good, they, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, it should be just sixty six pounds sixty, really,
0: shouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually
1: take it back. They fucked up. Um,
0: well, I think it should have been six pounds sixty six. Would have worked better.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope the singles are that. You know, they can get they can get out one pound sixty. Well, no, no, it was like a, no, it was like ten we're it?
0: The single tickets are five ninety
1: nine. Oh, they fucked up. <laughs>
0: I know, it's close enough, isn't it?
1: I'll um, give them an extra 67p if we order any singles because it just feels right.
0: So, the single tickets I think were a tenner for the last Yeah, time. I was going to
1: say, I thought they were a tenner, so that's re- that's
0: more reasonable. I, really I thought know. the pass
1: was about oh, 65. I thought okay. it was about
0: 65. It is in um, line with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a chance I have my email somewhere.
0: Well, we, while you look that up, so the, the lineup gets announced at uh, 2 p.m. on the 1st of October, with tickets gone on sale later that day at 6 p.m. Um, so obviously, as of recording, a couple of days away, but you, you, it might have already happened time you're listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I'm really curious about is to see, obviously, we had the announcement of what was going to be their October physical event. And I'm really cur- curious, like how many of these movies stay on the on the program, and which yeah, ones this, change. This is the thing that's most exciting
1: for me. Mm, uh, you get to see people uh, because cause, yeah, like uh, Train to Busan, obviously, uh, is that going to be there? These other movies, right? <laughs> <Not a chance. laughs> Um So it is it is hilarious. Like suddenly they're going to be like, oh yeah, and we got we're opening the show with Aquaslash. You know, <laughs> <and
0: I'm, laughs> I, 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 I honestly.
1: I honestly wonder how many movies that are at uh, the first Digital
0: Fright Fest will be at this one. Uh, oh no they can't do any of the same movies that'd be insane
1: mate how have they got 45 more movies I know.
0: they're added movies as the second goes yeah
1: well yeah like, um, i'm really
0: curious like what you said like whether we earmarked about four or five movies last week movies that i'd at least heard of um mm-hmm. going into the october event i'm curious if any of those like the owners which we're covering this week was one of them um mm-hmm. so i could see that still being on the program but stuff like yeah peninsula not a chance i don't think um no
1: um yeah the uh summer digital fright fest was 62 pound 85
0: right and so this is is this a four-day event did they say this is more there's more movies isn't there five days this one um so yeah because what the other one was just four days all right
1: four days and what did we see 12 movies uh 13 13 and so yeah so we saw every slot and so and there was only like a 50 50 so yeah there was like 26 27 you know less than 30 options
0: yeah and especially obviously with like panels and podcasts and everything um yeah whereas yeah there was probably about 25 movies um what, what was interesting as well is like when they initially announced this obviously they they weren't using prince charles it was all going to be at the Cineworld, and it was going to be the free screens all at the same time mm. so it was going to be it was going to be a triple clash for the first time rather than yeah. just the two clash. so i'm curious if it'll still have that or not um it's going to be fascinating to see, like you know, a lot of speculation right now. Like, I'm, I'm already can't wait to kind of pick the bones of this announcement in next week's news because it's going to be interesting, just to see like what's there. It's know, bizarre. How, how many are, like, because like obviously doing it online, it made sense to to kind of limit the clashes, and it was weird anyway that they had clashes. I thought, mm. um you know, I get why they said it. They said they wanted to have that. They they, they tried to. They
1: did it. Theory. They did it for us, bro. <laughs> because if there wasn't clashes how many movies would we have bloody seen that weekend mm. so like at least it only meant that we saw 13 like it calmed us down a bit. If, if I don't it had know. been like here's, wrong. Here's the twenty-five. Here's the twenty-five movies we're showing them
0: for the next seventy-two hours, back, <laughs> to, back to back to back, and <laughs> like, we would have viewed twenty-five movies. Obviously, on that, yes, I don't think they would ever do that. Um, but obviously, if there wasn't clashes, there probably would have been more like podcast slots and stuff, and because obviously we, mm-hmm. you know, made a point to make sure mm-hmm. we saw just movies. You know, we saw one documentary and then twelve features. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I I can't wait to see. Like you say, the the thing I'm most excited about is to see how different it is. Like, I'm literally going to, like, straight up compare and contrast to what was originally going to be the lineup and to see how many are the same. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the bit that is hilarious (laughs) that we got so far down the line
0: Mm. that
1: they they announced the lineup. And, obviously, so now yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they were probably already struggling to, to get the lineup they got. And I think they did a pretty good job to get yeah. the lineup they got for that, for the, for the, for the, live yeah, was, event. So it would have been, it. um, and, and then, yeah, it will be funny to see that get decimated and then just kind of what, what, what replaces it. But, mm. um,
0: yeah, we, we will find out for next week's show. Yes, for sure. Um, next up is just a little, a little small little announcement that we're getting some creep show this year. Surprisingly, yeah. um, one kind of came out of nowhere unfortunately season two we we have known for a very long time unfortunately got delayed to next year due to covid mm-hmm. it was going to be coming out on halloween um but we are getting an animated special um which is yeah coming out around halloween october 26 on shudder mm-hmm. um and i like this because We discussed in the the news a few weeks ago how they were doing like a book and I like the fact that they're kind of keeping Creepshow in the zeitgeist, you know, even though it's not on right now. And I do think that to me that is one of the you know, Shudder has so much going for it, but I think Creep Show is a name. It has it first of all, it has the history of the movies. It has these mm. huge names attached to it, like Stephen King, obviously and George a Romero. But then now with these faces, obviously Greg Nicotero kind of being the main one, Joe Hill being heavily involved. Like I just think you can make this a real big deal as long as you just keep keep it busy. Yeah. This um, is
1: this is something that's a real IP with historical value that's still is a current uh, you know, hit as well mm. for them, which which is just something that is a contrast to anything else on their slate they have you know movies like host which are fantastic Mm -hmm. you know that a new fresh IP and they have a whole slate of old stuff but this thing that they've got hold of you know I I think probably you know in terms of like IP you know that I mean Hell House obviously is is a good one that they've got but like Mm -hmm. obviously this with the historical value and something that all horror fans you know you, you show an image of Creepshow artwork and people know what it is uh, you know, maybe fifty percent of the time they say Tales from the Crypt, but we still we still know what it is. Like, you know, yeah. it's always a fifty fifty we get wrong.
0: Yeah, which I think is awesome. And so, um obviously we're getting this animated special. Um mm. it will be Sounds two awesome. stories, um kind of adapted, um, written uh so one by Stephen King and one by Joe Hill.
1: Yeah, which
0: um, is so exciting yeah it's really cool um and i think also so the kind of the one which is by uh stephen king um it says being adapted by greg nicotero as well um Mm -hmm. is called survivor type and is actually starring Kiefer sutherland um (laughs) so uh, so that's cool again that you can like i don't think they would have got someone like him necessarily right now for the show um but to get him you know doing voiceover work is really cool um like I say we don't watch a huge amount of kind of like animated stuff really because there isn't just a huge amount of You know, we we had the discussions like a couple of months ago about like the horror anime and that aspect of it Um, yeah you know, I've loved death note and i've i've dabbled in these things in the past But i've not massively gotten into it But something like this is really up my street and, and like I say just mm-hmm. to, as a one off special like i'll be watching it around halloween Like I can't wait for Definitely. this Definitely. um So yeah looking forward to that one. Um next up We haven't talked about arrow releases in a very long time. Um, we have not and with good reason um obviously they've been releasing pumping out their releases like normal but like kind of 2020 um at least on my opinion i want to get your take but it's not been a good year for them um right. again it's it's always you know personal taste of course um people will get certain releases like i know we were way more hyped about the hills of eyes part two than probably anyone else um and i'm proud of that fact <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously, you know that came out last year, and that was actually the last one I bought. I think that was like around mid twenty nineteen when it came out. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, like this year has been quiet, and but yeah, no Creep Show
1: has been their best release to date this year.
0: Yeah, you, yeah. You picked For up me. that one because you got a yeah. few right this year. Um. I don't know whether Creep Show is the only one I got this year. I don't have much fun really fun with it right now. Year, it was like when when was like RoboCop and like American Werewolf in London. Yeah, so like, they were
1: last year. They were towards yeah. the tail end of last year
0: yeah I so think Preacher it was my only
1: 2020 purchase and and um yeah obviously their their announcement this week
0: yeah so you, you've been a bit more active than me but yeah mm. i've not been Yeah, the announcement it was funny because they they did their tease normally of you know like mm. oh it's our December releases and there was only two films announced um mm. one of them being this kind of interesting looking asian horror movie which i've not actually seen before but did sound cool um but the other one being tremors um mm. just great it kind of came out of nowhere really didn't expect this um you know, it's coming out um fourteenth of December, um, which is obviously a while away. Um, mm. and it's a bit of a shame because like I'm really in the mood to rewatch these movies right now. Yeah, um, definitely. Obviously with the new one coming out in around Halloween. Um, but this is still great. Like it's the usual arrow treatment, you know, there's a limited edition, looks really nice. The big box, the poster. Um, had a quick glance at the extras. There's a lot. There's the usual stuff. There's like new documentaries, there's documentaries is there anything above and beyond what you would normally get um what in terms of the package yeah uh, no i don't believe so it's just uh, because a big, if you... big poster two discs postcards hmm. and then a smaller poster as well because so have you seen the price point of this uh 25 pound
1: oh, is it now 25
0: yeah oh, on, okay, on arrow on arrow's have... website is
1: oh they must have they've changed it then oh was it higher it, it was 29.99
0: Oh, well, that's, the, that's the recommended retail price oh,
1: recommended on their website when they first put the tweet up i clicked it and it said 35 mm. discounted oh, down to 29 man. so it must yeah. have been a pricing error because i was yeah. outraged <laughs> uh because i was like i can't believe so i didn't order it yeah. uh but but i may go back now and now it's back towards their normal because i was just like i can't believe they're putting a premium on these now like a higher premium because so 25,
0: um, that's like around the normal price, right?
1: It, I, it still feels high. I can't mm. quite remember. I think Robocop was expensive, but I mean, obviously, that was a licensing nightmare for them to get. But I could have sworn usually they were round about the 22 mark when you got their discount and 25 yeah. without the discount. Um, so this still still feels expensive to me.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I might be I wrong because I haven't bought one for so long. When I saw it and saw 25, that felt like okay to me. I, I did yeah. put in an order away for it um just because i was very hyped to see tremors obviously um but yeah uh, it is a uhd version is thirty. Ah, uh, you looked at the wrong one yeah so so yeah it yeah, you know, takes you to they, the uhd they, they do start doing the kind of the 4k stuff as well mm. uh which, yeah you have to be careful of but no you just want the limited edition blu-ray if you don't have or, the 4k or stuff. do i so how much is the 4k one 30 okay that's not too bad I have you got don't that ps5 on pre-order yeah. with my 4k coming don't get a um a, r- a regular blu-ray with that though which is a shame do um, i don't mm. believe so like, i have my copy of they live which is 4k and obviously i don't have a 4k player but it has a blu-ray with it as well um okay
1: yeah i know but I, i'm sure they've done a couple i've got a couple that are 4k but yeah i just can't watch them yet
0: um yeah cause before, they used to do that back in the day i remember their first blu-rays obviously is like you get mm. the like micro like mask is one of them whereas yeah, like, the yeah. like, as well <laughs> you know um but no this is yeah, really cool.
1: Definitely, definitely. I'm definitely happier now I um can see that it's uh I was just having a look here the second yeah it looks like you get just a 4K Blu-ray with the 4K version. Yeah, yeah it definitely makes me happier that, that there is a the the more reasonable option. I still feel mm. like they they're getting a little bit pricey. Um mm-hmm. But um but yeah this is this is a great one. I think, you know, it's got the good artwork and obviously this movie. It's kind of it's always one of those things as like a, a fan of them and kind of what they put out. Uh the, the part of me wanted the trilogy. Um you
0: Definitely. know. And wanted to... it does too. Yeah. Um I would have loved Tremors 2 as part of this.
1: Yeah. And but but yeah, obviously this one's iconic and like mm. it's it's awesome to, to get a, a a really cool version of it. So yeah, I think I'll be picking this one up.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um Next up, just a small update, um, and it's just again we we are in the era of not seeing movies that we that we're really excited for, but getting hype for these ones that might come out in the mythical twenty twenty one. Oh yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that that, that that good old mythical year. Um, but yeah, like obviously it is ridiculous. Like obviously, I guess at the start of twenty twenty one, we like your hilarious upcoming list is just going to be the yeah. most. The most incredible list of films of all time. Um, because it's like all, almost all of our favorite directors have movies scheduled. Um, but one of our favorites, one of my absolute favorites, is M. Night Shyamalan. And of course, we we know that he has kind of his next two movies were kind of, um, I don't even want to say funded, like Universal basically said, like, yeah, he signed a contract to make his next look. two movies. Yeah. And so, um, so basically, he was on the first day of filming his new movie. Um, so it was a tweet that says, "Feels like a miracle that I am standing here shooting the first shot of my new film. It's called Old, and that was it." Um, Sweet. and so it was a, a lovely picture of him, kind of outside with the clapboard with Old. It just looks like he's basically in sort of the middle of nowhere. Really, It looks like he's shooting midsummer. Um, so,
1: um, old boy remake confirmed. <laughs>
0: I hope not. Um <laughs> no because I just already you know, there's already the original and the remake, which are both great. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, and the poster as well came out for this one. Kind of oh, okay. yeah, it's a new trip from the writer director. It's only a matter of time is the tagline. Um looks really weird. Like I really want people to dig in and figure out what the hell's going on here because like I remember back when I've got it came out, um people kind of figured out the ties to Unbreakable just from the poster. Oh okay, um, nice. Which is awesome. So I've already if- got it right go on he's adapting a goosebump story you oh, know, the we one. Go. You know the <laughs> oh one. yeah what the um the prune cookies <laughs> yeah the
1: prune cookies uh so the, 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 the uh the old people are feeding <laughs> the young kids to turn them into old people to then uh sell them on the black
0: market yeah it's really messed up yeah um, I'd, I'd be down for that <laughs> yeah
1: that's what it's gonna be you wait you wait the, the next uh screenshot there'll be prune cookies
0: in with the sweet. So, we're going to yeah. be seeing Anya Taylor Joy in like old lady makeup in this movie, confirmed. Correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the movie's coming out July 23rd, 2021, as of right sure now. Is. Sure. Um, is. <laughs> which is correct. It's funny that movies being shot right now think they're coming out then, mm-hmm. and then movies being shot God knows how long. Ago, I, I so. just love
1: at this point. If you're making a movie, if you've made a movie, if you have a script, if you yeah, have a title, a you movie. also have a release date. <laughs> because for the next for the next 36 months, you need to get a release date and get it fast and hope that Disney don't put a big film on that day because they don't give a fuck. And like,
0: <laughs> you know, it's just going to be a minefield. Oh, it's just going to be a mess. Like in the in the best way, if if we are actually getting these movies. Um, yeah. Imagine if days. 2021 is real oh it'd be ridiculous like we've said it before but it would literally be a massive movie every single week like at least one every single week and that's not an exaggeration either um which would be insane um just finally the last i might enjoy
1: movies again
0: (laughs) you might um so yeah these last two i just wanted to quickly talk over kind of this one being about resident evil um so that's the reason (laughs) i wanted to discuss it but i don't think it's massively exciting to either of us really um but they announced like a new cgi series for resident evil um what's really weird is like they've dabbled and done like cgi movies with resident evil forever um mm-hmm. they aren't connected to the kind of the film franchise version of resident evil they are more connected to the video game aspect of the franchise um and, and kind of have those characters and are telling stories like it's they're not really canon but like they kind of dabble and like some of them are set during the game some of them aren't um i've not seen too many of them have you, have you seen like any of them yeah are are they worth watching i own a chunk of them on dvd
1: yeah um not really i think they never Mm. give me what i want because they're not far enough removed from the games to be something interesting in their own respect and they're not close enough to the games to give me what i want so yeah they're they're just somewhere in between i think it kind of watching those movies made me respect the way that the the film franchise went with mila djokovic and kind of keeping it very different because um i think uh that's what's needed because these were, you know, the the same in their their own right. But you're just seeing these characters, and especially because obviously it's CGI. Um, mm-hmm. They they look like they do in the video game world, but they're they're just it's just a very different scenario. So yeah, they they never hit for me. But um, seeing this announcement, seeing seeing Leon in that suit, I'm like, uh, you know, I will I will definitely check it out. Like um, I, I I don't have high expectations for it, but. Um, You know, I love me some Resident Evil, and um, in particular, you know, kind of Leon and Claire is is always good.
0: Yeah, so where this is kind of different is, yeah, it's not a film, it is a series. It's Mm. on Netflix, which is obviously, again, in line with the fact that we already know Netflix are doing the kind of live-action Resident Evil series. Um, So whether or not... apparently so um yeah. but uh, yeah this is called resident evil infinite darkness um yeah it's scheduled for 2021 because of course and like you said it had claire and leon in the small teaser um so mm. d- like yeah to me this immediately felt of like the kind of early 2000s like what we were getting with these style resident evil things um mm-hmm. yeah i did i did zero interest in this right now if it's good great but i don't care about this at all um and yeah i adore resident evil but this is not what i want from the franchise. Um, Yeah, I mean, they did, you know, they've done the Castlevania TV
1: show Netflix that got very good reviews. I never watched it because I'm not a Castlevania guy, but like Mm. if they can give that Resident Evil treatment and, and to that level, then, you know, fingers crossed
0: yeah for sure um and then lastly this one just came in today actually um about basically a new the craft movie um they, there's a lot to unpack it it's a really weird one like there was rumors about them doing another the craft movie um obviously there was the, the original movie from i believe 96 um which is like a cult classic i've not seen this movie um no i mean no, and it is a weird one because it's one of those few that, outside of obviously the kind of um, the '80s love, and then you get into the kind of '90s stuff, and I feel like there's there's way less movies from that era that are so beloved. And literally, The Craft and Donnie
1: Darko are the two that I see constantly yeah, like, that yeah. I've never seen that I've kind of watched. But at least is seen Nev it, Campbell, uh, right?
0: <laughs> Yeah, this is Nev Campbell and it, it looks really cool. Like I've always liked the look of it. Um and it is I know we say it a lot, but it's definitely one of those ones that I've wanted to see for a while. Um but I, but I, release. Yeah, but but I haven't. Um and so yeah, this this obviously comes today with the kind of announcement and release date all in one really like as i said th- this was rumored i think it like it got rated and all this stuff and people were like are they bloomhouse remaking the craft and people didn't really know what was going on um so the official announcement today is the craft legacy is the title of the movie um It is apparently a sequel not a remake so it must be a continuation of that story again i'm speaking from someone who has not seen the original so i don't know too much about this we're gonna Uh, add a lot to this news story i can tell yes um and it's coming out october 28th so really soon like announcing this a month before it's coming out this is where it gets interesting. um this will be a premium video on demand release this halloween um so 48 hour <laughs> rental period for $20 never mind or, then the craft <laughs> or for premium digital purchase for $25 um so this is very similar to what we saw right at the start of the pandemic yeah um obviously the hunt and the invisible man were the two horror movies that tried this um mm-hmm. obviously i think trolls was like the, the big one of like you couldn't see it anywhere else yeah. um but so and, and it seemed like that was too high of a price point it was kind of like the general mm-hmm at least in my, what i saw um but what's interesting is obviously it's the same but then you can also just buy it for 25 so it's such a small difference like it's still very expensive um mm. i feel like if you are to rent it why would you not just buy it um but uh and, and yeah it says theatrical release in in certain markets internationally we heard that about antebellum and there's no sign yeah. of that so that's bullshit yeah we'll um, see but uh, yeah, I, like like I say, I'm I I would love to hear from people who who love the craft. Like I know they're out there. Um, so any of our listeners, like, hit us up on Twitter or an email. Um, and let us know kind of why you yes. love that movie, and then what do you think about this this new movie coming out? Really, because I saw the the trailer and it looks weird. It doesn't look like what I thought I knew about the craft. If that makes <laughs> sense. Um, <laughs> This looks very Which low isn't budget, is it? Yeah, it, it
1: looks
0: think, very low budget. It looks very Netflixy. Um,
1: yeah, I think my biggest thing for something like this is the craft. Albeit has a cult following, this is not a juggernaut of a movie. This is mm-hmm. this is a, this is a low budget movie in my mind, and uh, and from what you've said, it seems like that is true, and kind of. Um, Sticking that behind this premium p- price point, I think is insane. Um, I just don't know how any any money is going to get made on this. I think, um, you know, if if this story was Candyman is coming for twenty five pound or twenty pound, uh, I would be to the point. And I'm like, god damn it, they're going to get some of my money, and I'd begrudgingly pay it because I really want to see that movie. But like. It really has to be a, a premium level movie for me to want to spend that amount of money on it. Um you know, and like Disney Plus is discovering this with Mulan and kind of what's going on with that, and it's just kinda of like that price point to me is just insane. Um, you know, it really is. Especially like I say, that's four times uh just to rent the price of our local cinema. Yeah. You know, that is outrageous and and yeah all right four of you could gather around and and watch it uh but but you know it's it's it, uh, to me it's outrageous yeah
0: it's really hard. like i to me this is a really interesting story uh, we we discussed it in the last few weeks really with the kind of the welcome we've not had one for a while um yeah yeah with the with the video on demand type stuff Mm, yeah. The premium, you know, yeah. I thought it had
1: just fizzled out Yeah,
0: obviously, like, outside of horror Mulan wasn't the only one, really And they kind of did their own weird thing of, like You have to pay for their subscription service And then pay a fee on top of it um, mm. But to get back to this story Like, we, we discussed a few weeks ago With the Welcome to Bloom House announcement Which is kind of, like, this series of four movies Is coming to Amazon And, like, I think you said at the time Like, they have such a weird release state where they have like their big budget movies like halloween mm. they have their small budget movies they have um into the dark on hulu where yeah. they they have tilts. yeah they have, yeah, they have <laughs> yeah. House, the indie stuff they then have welcome to bloom house they then have now have this they obviously have stuff that they that they sell to netflix as well um they're a weird company they clearly make a lot of money because of how mm. well they do in terms of keeping budgets down and that's the thing yeah. that i'm blown away by Bloom house Like they'll never have a big flop because, like, a movie like Black Christmas, for example, which was an utter piece of shit and completely flopped at the cinema. Mm. Like, it didn't cost them anything to make, so like, it it doesn't even matter. And nice. like, this really reminds me of Black Christmas in every way, where it's like yeah. we can pick up an IP really, really cheap, and then we can circumnavigate it and make it into our own thing. And, and I think watching and- this trailer at least makes sense a little bit with the craft because yeah. this is about young teen females um you know discovering themselves and then i feel like at least what they're trying to do with what i saw in the trailer anyway does at least make a bit more sense with this ip but obviously getting it back it to me. black christmas it was just like oh black christmas was this weird you know hallow um slasher and then we're just making it into this other movie completely um mm. yeah Bloom i IP yeah
1: i mean they're just clearly trying to diversify their portfolio and have this kind of revenue coming in when they can't go to the cinema right now. Yeah. So why not explore all these different things? And they are a company, as you've said, that they can touch upon and take this risk and be mm. like, Let's let's just see what this premium thing's all about. Let's chuck this movie that is a recognized IP instead of a new IP and just see what we get behind it. But yeah, I, I just can't see this going anywhere.
0: No, this to me is one that it will come out and I think before the end of the year it'll be on another streaming platform, probably Netflix. Mm just yeah. they'll they'll sell it to them for a quick buck and they'll just move on from it and mm-hmm. yeah it's like we said they have so many different avenues you know they have halloween where they're like we know this is a big movie we're not going to reopen it right now during covid so we'll just delay a year and they can do that and then stuff like the welcome to the bloomhouse stuff like clearly that wasn't going to happen pre covid they weren't just going to release four feature length movies for free on amazon like that was clearly not the case but then they just had these sitting there and like what the hell do we do to get content out so I do like that that's the aspect of Bloomhouse that I really appreciate from like uh Yeah, they're getting content and, in front of our eyeballs. Like, from, from a business standpoint, I think they absolutely knock it out of the park. Like they clearly don't lose money. They clearly keep eyeballs on horror, which is great. I just wish that like the actual products that we see from them are like great more times than not. Obviously, yeah this year like Invisible Man was great, but we've also seen plenty of garbage that they put out and um, that's where, from a fan perspective, I just want to see obviously more good stuff than bad stuff. From a business standpoint, man, Bloomingdale's is one of the few companies that are like I think handling the pandemic fantastically well, mm. um, for sure. But yeah, that was the final news story this week. um Some pretty interesting stuff it. in there. Um, Shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about the owners. So, yeah, obviously, as we said before, um, we don't really know too much about this one going in. Obviously, knew it was British. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of had seen—I don't even—I don't think I'd seen a trailer because I usually when I'm kind of looking for upcoming horror movies, it's a case of like um, hearing a little bit about a synopsis and then basically seeing who's in it. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously, this Fest as well. Um So yeah, this one's kind of like a British home invasion movie starring Maisie Williams um, mm. and pretty much all i knew i'm guessing that's probably more than what you knew going into this one
1: uh that's all i knew going into right. it as well yeah. yeah um which you've said a lot of you've said a lot of buzzwords right there you know <laughs> yeah. british home invasion movie so uh you know consider me interested
0: that was one of the main things as well like when i first heard about this and i was like oh, okay this ticks a lot of boxes i know for you and especially with the the british sensibility i'm thinking of movies <laughs> like the College, you know and, mm. and like the movies that really nailed that sort of thing um that's what i was thinking of yeah
1: um so yeah going into this movie um this this movie is british as fuck uh which is uh great if that's what you want and that that is what i want uh you know the the opening scene of this movie i was like this is this is just so goddamn english like everything about it Mm -hmm. um and we open up basically with the three guys in a beat up car, kind of watching this big house from afar. And um, uh, we've got kind of like is it um, Nathan, um, who's kind of like the uh, the gang leader, and then his mate Terry, and then we've got a, a, a third guy called Gaz, who has just kind of been introduced to the group and is a bit more edgy and a bit more. We're not too sure about him, and kind of. You know, in
0: this movie <laughs> do i you know three more names than me in this movie <laughs> oh, i've done it i've smashed it um
1: and um and yeah they um they're watching this house and they they basically um uh um terry's mum works there and has kind of told him uh not not for any kind of reason what he's now about to but that they have this big old safe and that there's these old people and they're absolutely minted and so the three of them are looking to make a quick buck and Rob the house, break into the safe, um, whilst the, um, the owners are out of the building. Mm. Um, and that's why they kind of have this guy Gaz who, um, by the sounds of things, they just met in a pub and he told him he can crack safes. So he (laughs) he's in, he's in the, uh, the elite squad for the heist. Um, and, and yeah, kind of, um, whilst they're scouting the place out, we, um, we then get introduced to, uh, Maisie Williams character, um, Uh, Mary and um, she uh, is the boyfriend of Nathan and she's kind of, she ends up getting involved in this because we find out that they're in her car and she wants to get her car back basically. So ends up kind of tagging along begrudgingly because she's just trying to get her car back constantly. Um, And yeah, we join, we all four of them kind of end up breaking into this house, um, not able to steal uh, from the safe because they can't get into it because they're all idiots And the owners coming back and kind of um, the the backwards and forwards really at this point between kind of the 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 kids trying to still rob from the owners and the owners kind of being you know they're they're not what they seem to be from first instance and they're they're, you know it will uh, the table start to turn shall we say? Hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean you know it's um it's pretty much a buy your numbers home invasion movie and even kind of um what we've seen a lot of the time um you know kind of uh don't breathe was the biggest example of that but but we've seen it a lot of times with these home invasion movies that you get that kind of flip of who are the people that uh, whose home you're invading you know it goes right back to people under the stairs Hmm. um you know that that kind of um uh, juxtaposition, kind of, in the movie, and and I and I don't really think that's a, a, a spoiler from it. No, I think that's what it, the, this movie's advertised at, and kind of, you know, it is the case of you know what what the intention are and what the motive is is kind of your driving point behind the movie. I think,
0: um, yeah, completely. which we won't the, go into. Yeah, the the basic plot on anything you look at on IMDb or anything is like, yep these people break in to do this heist, and then you know things get switched, and they're, they're trying to save themselves essentially, and, and mm. obviously do know the motivations obviously we do because we've seen the movie but um yeah yeah without getting into it like that's basically what it's about and,
1: and yeah the elderly couple um notably the the husband hmm. uh miss uh, dr huggins yeah uh, the name i remembered <laughs> yeah uh played by sylvester mccoy yeah. um from from the hobbit fame
0: yes <laughs> uh a lot of good fame.
1: radagast
0: <laughs> right okay <laughs> the wizard <laughs> See, I was, I was like, oh yeah, Doctor Who, but yeah, let's go with the Hobbit. Um, <laughs> no, Radagast the wizard. Yeah, I mean, like he is obviously super famous. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> i I, you know, obviously you've now mentioned the Hobbit, so people will know him outside of the UK. But I think the hmm. UK people, he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's in, he's in a ton of stuff, and mm-hmm. and he
1: he's got one of these instantly recognisable voices. Yes. uh like the the second he started talking, it it, it it's insane. Like mm. you know, he's just he's just so recognisable from that. He, you know, he's not he's not this superstar or anything like that. But you you know, you hear his voice and you're like, I know this dude. Yeah. Like, and then you start to pinpoint where he is. And and yeah, I think um, you know, and then yeah, so he, him and his wife are kind of you know, it's a very small cast. That mm. that is literally it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we get maybe maybe a flashback with their daughter. Hmm. Um, maybe she, I think she. We see her on screen. They talk about a daughter, and I think that's it for cast. Like this is a very small, you know, movie. And it's like you say, it, it
0: starts with them outside of the house. Mm. So, and like when, it, when I was obviously watching it, I was like, oh, okay, this is them scoping out, then they'll leave and then they'll come back. But they don't, yeah. it's like, that is you start the movie at the yeah. beginning of the heist. Like also like
1: if you've got like a bright, the, their car is like, a yeah. bright yellow car or something. Right. And like, what they're, is that they're car? Just,
0: like I feel like they're that, that is such a British, whatever that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about cars. It felt, but, felt like, like a
1: yellow saxo. If you ask me, but. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just like
0: it's in, in between us and every, every kind of like yeah. British thing where it's like, you yeah. need that shit car that every like yeah. teenager has it's always that car <laughs>
1: yeah definitely and it
0: just kind of they're, they're literally parked just at the
1: top of this hill in plain <laughs> sight of the house like yeah. clearly scouting it out i'm like
0: These, they're, just, even uh, they're about yeah the <laughs> yeah they're,
1: they're just absolute clowns from the get-go yeah
0: um
1: but yeah i mean do you want to do you want to go into your thoughts on this one then
0: Yeah, like, this was a really difficult one because I thought it had so many elements of of something that I would be really into. Like, what you've just now described is kind of like, you know, we love the silly British stuff, we love that mix of comedy and horror, and, um two recognizable actors in a mo- in the movie as well um and again like you don't need a really elaborate setup like i was totally fine with what this mm. movie gave me in terms yeah. of like getting to the meat of the story actually that was one of the biggest pluses was that it wasn't dabbling with backstories and this and that like i was a little bit lost to be honest with you in terms of the relationships of the of the major what four characters um mm-hmm. I initially thought Maisie was like a sister to a couple of them or one of them. And then, and then yeah. later on realized that it was a relationship aspect, um, you know, not a um, a family relationship. I, um, I
1: thought she was sister of uh, Terry, along with yeah. girlfriend of Nathan. But she is right, just girlfriend yeah, that's, of Nathan.
0: I think that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, I just got that vibe as well initially, yeah.
0: So like, and, and so it is a little bit confusing because like, and she obviously knows mm. those two, but she doesn't know the other guy too much. um And yeah, like, I, I think that's one of the, I guess, downsides of throwing you in right away. But then I also mm. think that most of the time I would take this, you know, because like, even though I was a little bit confused, I still liked it. The movie just went along and straight away got to it. Um, mm. But yeah, kind of just, it's a really difficult one to break down really, especially without talking spoilers, but like the movie just didn't, it just didn't really go anywhere for me. Like once you get into what this movie is actually about of kind of like they start the heist and it obviously inevitably goes wrong. Um, that's when the movie just becomes super generic and really unoriginal. Um, it just didn't do anything interesting with that take. Like you, it's not like too hard to do anything with it really. Like, cause like you say, we've seen a lot of movies do it. Like don't breathe is an obvious example, mm-hmm. but I think what, I, what is a better example is villains. Um, mm-hmm. Because Don't Breathe has a very high concept, obviously, with The Blind Man, which changes everything. And whereas villains is, is your more stereotypical. Like here's these two characters that are just like complete clowns and they're just like, they don't really have a good plan and they just do it. They're just doing stuff. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the movie starts, they've just robbed, I think a liquor store or something at the start of that movie. And then they like run out of gas and then they, what is it? They break into the house right to get the gas. I'm not yeah. to review that movie, but, um, just to re- refresh my memory. Um, so I kind of immediately like that movie, just Yeah, they're on the run in. and they're basically just trying to get a vehicle or gas to continue on the run yeah so like that movie again had motivations whereas this starts Mm. and it's kind of like you've got these the free idiots um and i don't really know why they're doing it i guess they're just petty criminals that don't have money Money it's kind of like okay we're just gonna do this score and as we keep saying but that is literally the characters they are just Mm. complete idiots um our free lead characters are just completing utter buffoons and that, that becomes for a cast that is so limited it is very difficult to kind of be attached to anything because i think you have mm. maisie williams who who is very good in the movie because she's the one who's kind of like dragged along and she's the only one really who is like a normal sane person yeah she has a character yeah you know she's just trying to get to work basically mm. and then you just have these utter clowns that she's involved with and so I just found myself very like detached from those three as characters. Um Mm. so then it becomes a case of right, Maisie is the only one I can kind of attach myself to. And then you have the two people that are the kind of the owners. Um and without getting too much, yeah, without getting too much into their characters to to avoid spoilers. Like I thought they were decent. Um, you know, Sylvester McCoy is obviously a brilliant actor. Um and I thought I thought him and Maisie really just deserved more when I was watching this movie. Mm. Where I was like, man, their characters are very one-dimensional. They're trying so hard with a really limited script, um, and ultimately just didn't get ready to do anything. I thought, I thought like the first act of setting stuff up was okay. I think the second act is when obviously shit hits the fan it's when the reveals the initial reveals happen and then you know what the kind of movie is going to be about and i found that to be just very dull um and then by like the one hour mark i'd kind of tapped out on this movie where i was like this is never going to get saved in the finale mm-hmm. um and have like a really it, you know it's only half an hour but it felt super long and drawn out finale where it was just like nothing was happening there was barely any tension there was barely any push and pull between like the robbers and and the and the owners um and yeah, I just found myself super bored throughout this movie. Really, um, what did what did you think about it? Like overall,
1: yeah, I think um, I I like this movie initially, and then mm. I kind of I do fall similar to where to where you were at with it by the end. I think probably a bit higher. Um, but I was, you know, the, like like you said, the initial setup, I was like, okay, dumb people breaking into a house, shit's gonna go wrong. Okay, cool, and and it gets going, and I think kind of um. They really do a, a in-your-face job of making Gaz the kind of third-wheel guy, um, a real piece of shit. Yeah. And kind of um, one of one of the things that proper triggered me is they're literally just going there to steal stuff, but he's just trashing the place, just yeah. absolutely trashing the place. And it was it was triggering me so much. I was just like, "Oh, you're such a horrible like piece of shit. I like I need you to get your comeuppance." Um. Um. But yeah, that aside, like the the kind of yeah, uh, we we get to a point that kind of you know I'd, maybe what half an hour into the movie where um all characters are in the basement and things kind of kick off mm. there and there's kind of like a, a pivotal kind of you know switch and, and change and, and and set piece of the movie and I and I, I enjoyed that I thought it was executed well um and kind of set me up for mm. the second half of the movie what it was going to be. And was kind of like, okay, can't wait to see what kind of, you know, Dr. Huggins is all about and all, and everything else and kind of get into the second half of the movie. And the second half of the movie, and, 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 and yeah, to, to go back, like, to this point, I was pretty into it. Like, I I thought the cast was good. I thought Maisie, obviously, is brilliant. I, I thought the Huggins were brilliant. I liked the other, the, the three guys. I thought they'd serve their job as dumb guys very well. Um, uh, the... the um, uh, terry character in particular was just like this um uh james corden kind of like character that just mm-hmm. kind of like i uh, i found amusing and kind of fit that role um and i was into them all and i kind of thought okay if if they can give me a really good second half now developing these characters and give me something that's fun this this could this could have been a really enjoyable ride and the second half of the movie never got going um it, it set everything up and I was ready to see what happens. And then it just continues to kind of just meander. And there's, there's a lot of Maisie Williams just carrying this movie, uh, going from scene to scene to, scene to different rooms of the house for no real reason other than killing screen time and kind of, um, you I'm know, trying
0: to even remember like what happens trying
1: to, you know, like, it. just, just like spending five minutes trying to find an unlocked door to go out for a smoke and, 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 you know, figure out what's going on with mobile phones and just all of these things that just took so long and were just uninteresting and kind of there was no there was no real threat or through point to what was going on. it, it was a and an, 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 I'm, I'm afraid I'm, you know, teetering on the edge of spoiler, but I don't think I'm going there yet. Um, but it really was this kind of what is the threat now and, and where are things going to twist and where are things going to go? And and that never really got going because this movie wanted to give you a final moment slash reveal that I'm not going to go into, but like it had, it had one of the biggest uh, criticisms we've got for a lot of these movies where this movie had a clear, distinct image of what the final scene of this movie was going to be. And they thought that final uh, reveal slash kind of montage was banging. And therefore the movie had to end that way. And they have to get to that point and I personally didn't think it was banging. I actually thought it was boring and not that interesting. And then the entire middle to, to final part of the movie was doing nothing because it was trying to get to this big moment that to me just wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was the problem with it, that they focused so much on the end goal. They didn't give us a fun journey. Um, and, and, and yeah, so, so the, the, the second half of the movie was a big disappointment. And, and so overall, yeah, like I... I still I still had a I had a good time I, you know I think um just watching this and like recently seeing kind of Maisie Williams and a couple of things I, it's just made me think like how how good she is mm. and how much I want to see her and stuff and the fact that she's been in kind of two movies we done for the podcast now like I hope we see her in more stuff that we can do for the podcast because I I really like her I think that um you know she she can just do a hell of a lot obviously kind of you you see these um Actors and actresses that are in big shows, you know, Game of Thrones or whatever, Walking Dead, and they kind of, they, they start to try to do things and, and you never know whether they're going to keep doing a lot. But, but mm. yeah, I've I've really liked her in her post Game of Thrones stuff that she's done. um, and, and yeah, kind of walking away, I was like, um, Sylvester McCoy is also a really good actor as well. And really, yeah. really great to watch as well. Like I would... I would watch him just talk, um, well, as I did for 45 (laughs) minutes, and and I still kind of dug it. Yeah. Which is a testament
0: to him, but it's not really what I want to see. Um, no, I completely agree with you. Like the, the the redeeming factors of this movie are the fact that Sylvester and Maisie are in it. And I think yeah. that if they weren't, this would have been like almost unwatchable at times. Mm. Um because it is really generic and it is really boring. And I'm with you that I, I didn't hate the movie coming out of it because I liked the setup and I thought that those two acting performances were so strong where right, that I just wish the movie was better. And mm. I, I'm with you that like I didn't like the ending at all. I thought the ending was really silly, and I and I completely agree with you in the sense that you could tell it was a case of like reverse engineering the ending mm. of like here's the ending right how do we get there and then it was it was backpedaling and, and and writing the script backwards to get to that point because my god did it feel like it watching it yeah you know the, like the 20 or 30 minutes leading up to that is just not nonsense like no- nothing happens of any interest you know you have this big pivotal moment that, that like kind of eliminates one of the characters mm. and then there's just nothing going on from that point well there's this whole kind of um scene with with um Maisie Williams
1: character and Terry where they talk about all this history and kind of um what happens to a character that's just just, just a, a well, well her sister basically what you know and talk about her and kind of like just randomly and they just throw in all this like random stuff that then ultimately like does come into it a bit but like it just it's just kind of um thrown in there and it just doesn't make any sense why they're, why they're kind of doing it. And it's just mm. kind of like, it just wasn't clever enough. It didn't, it by the end of the movie, I didn't understand fully what the Huggins were, were all about really. Yeah. Um. You know, we got to the end of the movie and I, and you know, you, you, it's kind of like, um. you know, it reminds me a bit of like the visit when you watch that and like you get to the end of the movie and you're like, Oh my God. Like, you know, there's, I I understand everything now. I understand why they unhinged. I understand what the hell is going on, and that's, that's that's brilliant. Whereas this movie just kind of ended. and I was like, okay, Sylvester McCoy's is cool, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> you know, and it was just kind of yeah. And I, and I think that's the part of it where they just kind of they just really didn't nail the, the execution in the, in the um in the finale. And I think kind of you know it's a shame because especially this movie being british like it 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 really got some extra points for me early on and kind of just just seeing this sort of movie in the british setup was was fun and interesting to see but even even like the fact that the the uh the the doctor uh that they had like a basement in this house and stuff like we mm. we do not have basements in many houses in england so it was already like americanizing the british aspect of it as we what got a giant into it. safe in your basement the, as well <laughs> correct correct like um you know it, like that house could have been a an american house mm. um you know in, in my in my opinion and it was kind of like um you know, that part of it was was where it started to, to get disappointing, really. That kind of basement from the kitchen is something that you see in every American movie. And that, that's something that does not exist in, in, in England. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's just parts of that, really.
0: One aspect for me that I thought was really lacking, and I don't know if this is just a case of the wrong expectations, and I want to get your perspective on this, but, like, going into this, I really expected it to be more comedy-based, Um, obviously it being British, and it being this mm. kind of, like, these silly characters in this literally, like I said, in is esque car at the start. And it feels like, okay, here's a bunch of idiots that are gonna do this thing and it's gonna take these wacky turns. And I and I really do think about movies like The Cottage, which is such a great hybrid of comedy and mm. horror. And so going into this one, like, I don't know about you, but I just didn't is there even that many much comedy that they're even going for? Like I know comedy is a hard thing Bye. to to kind of um you know unravel because obviously if you just don't find something funny that's fair enough but it's not even that i don't think they were going for that they're they're not going for a level of satire or Mm. or anything
1: here i don't think i think this was played fairly straight wasn't it very straight i think i think the the opening scene of of the the three kind of um lads in the car was a bit where i was like oh what what is going on here you know there's a little bit of kind of um jokes between them they're clearly all three of them very dumb hmm. and kind of when Maisie first turns up and the fact that they are just doing this this heist like straight away I, I I got going into it I didn't think comedy at all I did get some vibes in the first five or ten minutes thinking like oh is this going to be like more of a comedy thing like um um when they when they're kind of uh, first breaking in, Terry kind of does a, a bit of a bit of a pratfall and twists his ankle, and it's mm. kind of like that, that. It wasn't played for laughs, but I was kind of thinking like, oh, are they are, are they going to be doing like more slapsticky stuff like this? Are we almost going to get Home Aloneish on it? And then kind of um, yeah, that that doesn't materialize at all. And I just think um, yeah, I just think this this movie it, it is a weird one, really. It's one of these ones where I just don't. I don't understand what part of this script got people excited. Mm. Um, not, not you know, I don't want to be, you know, massively, un, you know, rude to, to the people behind it, but I just kind of, you know, you look at, you know, like Maisie Williams, she, this is, this is her post Game of Thrones, right? Like I assume like, or in the height of Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Well, as in like when she made this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. These last so, couple of movies, obviously, um, New Mutants was a bit different because yeah, they filmed Yeah, it a well, couple that's what of years throws ago. my mind. But yeah, like I think they, know, I geez. think this was shot. Yeah, this was shot last year, early last year. Yeah,
1: and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, <clears throat> what, um, what, what kind of looking at it was was the part that was interesting because I, I think you know the execution of this movie i thought it looked good i think you know that there are some scenes of um violence that that worked and looked good um there there was kind of like one one scene in particular that was pretty gross and mm. and and, and it was you know definitely worked with the gore i think um you know like i say it's got a great cast and so it's just a case of like it, it really does fall apart at a script level for me mm um because yeah i think this movie you know the way it was shot and executed by the director was was a good job i don't know whether it was a writer director or a separate one um i haven't really looked at that but
0: um one thing i will say about the way this movie looked which was really odd and i don't even know if you noticed it was around like the hour 10 mark as we getting into the finale the mm-hmm. aspect ratio switched yes um, to like four free like a non-widescreen and then about 20 minutes later right before the end for the final scene switch back to widescreen yeah why, was- the hell, why the hell did they do that? <laughs> I don't know, and um,
1: did you watch this with headphones?
0: No. Did the audio change as well?
1: The audio was doing some really weird left and right ear stuff
0: Uh, with the audio,
1: like, um, because there's a scene with, like... uh, gas and a character's somewhat drugged and it was Mm. trying to do like this this weird mind trip with the audio where the sound yeah like like thudding in yeah i remember this thing yeah Yeah, and and that was really trippy with the headphones on and it did it a couple of times where it played with the left ear right ear with with headphones which i thought was Mm. super weird because yeah that's something that you just very rarely come across and yeah so yeah it was weird they were really you know clearly trying these these odd things Mm. um the, the sound was effective like the sound did kind of make me feel funny while whilst the scene was playing out it worked um yeah. but but yeah i just kind of like i say i think it's the um the lack of an exciting final act that lets this movie down um you know you've got a like we said a very by the book vanilla kind of set up but you know the fact that the, the fact that they're they've broken into this doctor's house and the dynamic of that the fact that they've got this really good cast as the two leads mm. um you know this could have been something that, that would have been really interesting but it, it it just really like i say, i can't overstate uh, overstate more like the, the fine, it just doesn't get going for like 20-25 minutes we just have yeah. williams running around
0: yeah, it just becomes so boring, and that is the biggest kind of cardinal sin of mm. these movies. Of like, you've got us yeah. invested. I like the characters, I like the actors, and then you just do nothing for thirty minutes because you're then basically stalling to get get to your mm. like your finale, which you think's and good. I don't, I don't think's good.
1: No, me neither. And I think as well, like you've got the the Doctor's wife that we haven't talked about much, mm. and she's a very weird character because um, she's got some sort of. Um, Early set dementia, I guess. Yeah. Like um, the, the the um, she has kind of bouts of being less with it and more with it throughout the movie, and kind of yeah. like um, I thought it was well acted, and she had these yeah. moments of looking really sinister with with kind of what what she was kind of delivering, and I thought that was really interesting. But she kind of it got to the point that it was so backwards and forwards. It everything about this movie just became unintimidating. There, there just was no real threat. There was just some idiots in the house, and then some old people that were just kind of like a bit weird. Yeah, and they it it got to the point that it was almost awkward, where where they were both like, "Well, I just want to like chill," and they're like, "Yeah, well, we want to leave the house," and and like at one point they were just they were just like annoyed with the situation (laughs) there. They I both completely... just wanted to be out of each other's lives, and it just felt <laughs> yeah, it felt like it, I was like, oh, this is a bit awkward. Like, what's
0: you know? I completely agree with that. And It, it kind of comes to my my one of my biggest frustrations with that part of the movie, the kind of middle part, and and this is slightly spoilery, but hmm. they 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 don't want to reveal basically what the movie is going to be about no. and, and what the main threat is. So that so our main back and forth is between basically Maisie because the other three characters are irrelevant and the Huggins characters and they really don't want to reveal if they're fully evil or not so it's like you get these fun little moments where it's like oh that was a bit dodgy oh he actually meant that and like those scenes are like cutely done and are are quite Mm. interesting the way they keep trying to like oh have they revealed he's evil oh no you 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 misinterpreted that but that goes on for way too long, doesn't it? Ah, like they sharpen a knife. Ah, oh, they just wedge yeah, of cheese. Exactly. <laughs> like those scenes are fun. They can be fun. And, and that's a very British thing of like, not yeah. wanting to reveal who the killer is because it's like, and, and that's a good use of comedy as well. Um, yeah. But, but it's it just not never really gets comedy. Going.
1: And they never hit the comedy side of it. No. You know, what I just described there with the knife sharpening and, and, and great and block of cheese that that's not what they, that's not how they do it. <laughs> it's, it's less, it's less fun than that guys. Like they can yeah. have one yeah um, but but yeah and i think i think that's the part of it that yeah like i said i think it's a shame with this movie because because this is one that the like i said coming out of it i still like um but you know with with the stellar cast and the performance they put in um if this was a tighter script this could have been a lot better
0: what would your recommendation be for this one i think
1: um i find i find it difficult to recommend it mm. i think um you know it's one of those that if it's on a streaming platform and and all of those caveats, then it, then it you know the, the barrier of entry is lower and everything else. But but in terms of, you know, should should you watch this movie? P- probably not. Like I I can't I can't give it a, a strong recommend.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you there. There's certain aspects that I enjoy and I could definitely see mm. people getting a kick from this, especially if you are a fan of the cast. Um, mm. But the fact that I had this kind of 30 to maybe even pushing 40 minutes, which was mind numbingly dull and boring. I could, I can't recommend a movie that has that long stretch of time where nothing happens. Um, so yeah, for that reason alone, I, I couldn't recommend it. But like I say, I still think there's aspects of this that are enjoyable and someone mm. who maybe is super invested in the characters wouldn't find those scenes as boring. Um, But for me, yeah, there's plenty of other stuff like, like we've mentioned, recent stuff like Villains does this a million times better. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've referenced the cottage a few times, which is a really old movie. I don't even know what year that came out. It was like 2006, maybe or something like that. Probably. Yeah, I was going to say late 2000s but like and with Andy Circus in it and that's yeah. way better than this. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of like a, a really good mix of right. Yeah. And, and like that is, that is more comedy than this for sure. Very. But actually, but actually has way better horror than this as well. Like some really awesome moments of horror. Correct. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there, there's too many, like this is a, such a premise that we've seen a million times and it doesn't do anything original to the point where it's like, yeah, obviously watch don't breathe watch villains watch cottage um there was you i think, I uh, think oh, the visit as well as like a way better take of this yeah
1: well. i just i just think like every one of those has yeah. it's a very generic idea that they've got a very unique spin on mm-hmm. you know you've got the don't breathe very serious with the with the blind man aspect you have got the cottage with the massive comedy you've got villains with this great comedy and i think kind of you know you need you you need you needed that special source, and this is just a you know we've seen a lot of these very by the numbers sort of thing. You know, I, I remember what the one we saw last year with the the um, home invasion where the the mother got locked out of the house and the kids were inside with the captors and they were trying to rob us. Oh yeah, basically. the one we saw at the
0: cinema. Yeah,
1: Christ, it's, it's right got on a one
0: word title that's really generic. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like attackers yeah, like or intruders like run
0: or, run something. or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that movie as well. Yeah.
1: Um, and like um, you know, that movie had just like more meat on the bone, you know, more more going on. Whereas like um, yeah, this one just just really didn't have you know any kind of special source like we talk about with all these other movies.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is killing me now to not know this movie. I'm just, I'll, I'll have it in a few seconds. Just vamp. <laughs> Was it last? Oh, breaking in in 2018. Breaking in. Was that the 2018? Movie? Yeah yeah oh yeah because <laughs> that was, was
1: i wonder i bet i bet we didn't see it in 2018 because i swear that was one that just didn't
0: come out for no, a while. no no we did, oh, did we? we did i'm looking at oh, our wow. list of, of films wow yeah we saw it around summer of 2018 breaking in wow i mean yeah <laughs> time's a flat circle
1: right now so who knows <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> like
1: you know are we now about to get in october or are we still well, in march who
0: knows? i was gonna say we're closer to that than we are to this mythical 2021 that's for damn sure damn um, right we are But uh, yeah, that was our discussion of the owners. We will take a short break and we will be right back. See, I did have something uh, else I want to talk about this week um, that was pretty interesting that I watched on Shudder over the mm. weekend, um, which is not a film. It's a TV series um, called Cursed Films. Um, oh, yeah. So have you heard of this one?
1: I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't
0: checked it out. So for people that don't know anything about this, this came on to Shudder, original, uh, mini documentary series, uh, came out back in April. We're kind of, when we were in the midst of the start of COVID and we were kind of doing our special shows. Um, so I didn't get round to it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it really caught my eye because for people that don't know, yeah, this was five episodes. Each episode is about 30 minutes long. Um, focused on a different movie, um, which is supposed a horror movie, um, which is supposedly cursed. Um, so obviously that means a lot of different things um it could just mean a bunch of weird coincidences which which is you know that is what it means most of the time because curses aren't real um but also just like tragic (laughs) incidents that happen with films um yeah so i was really intrigued by this like i watched this in a weird order so episode four um was about the crow um which I watched Mm. first. And obviously we've talked about the crow before. Obviously it was in the news. And I think I talked about it about two or three years ago now when I tried to rewatch it and I love the movie, but I couldn't, I couldn't disconnect the tragedy from the movie. Um, It really got in the way and I couldn't actually see it out. And I ended up just then watching a bunch of like interviews and reading about Brandon Lee and just got me super sad. Um, But I really respect the movie and I'm glad people love it. I just can't remove that tragedy. And yeah, like I love this episode. It, It done exactly what I wanted really of like, it's not, the series isn't super in depth because, like I say, each episode is like twenty-five minutes long, so you're not going to get this insane kind of perspective on it. But mm. you just get a little taste of it of like they talk to people, they talk to the people you'd want to hear from, they talk to like the the person that was making the props on the set of The Crow. They talked about the, the makeup artist who was putting on that makeup mm. uh, on Brandon every day. Um, one aspect of it that I really liked was um, uh, Michael. Uh, oh God, what's his name? The guy from Hills of Eyes? Not gone completely blank. Berryman. Michael Berryman is it was in the crow and his character was cut from the movie um, because he'd only shot one scene um, prior to Brandon's death. And so then it was basically, he plays this character in the novel that is kind of talking to the crow throughout the movie. Mm. Um, And they were going to shoot, they done, they tested it because he he has this crazy prosthetics and special effects. It's really cool. And they got Michael to do the role and he'd only met Brandon a few times. And so to hear his perspective on what happened, was just super interesting as well. Um, Mm. I just really liked it i thought it did a really good job um and so yeah moving on to the i then watched the last episode um which is about twilight Zone. why not yeah well you'll see why in a minute um but yeah so i watched the last episode which is about the twilight zone the movie um which obviously being a big twilight zone fan i didn't really know anything about the tragedy that took place during Mm -hmm. this film um and yeah, so not to go over it massively, but it was basically a scene involving crazy stunts where one actor has to hold these two child actors and he's walking through like a lake while all these like explosions go around him. It's supposed to be like a Vietnam flashback um, and there's these explosions going on around him. And there's a helicopter flying over his head. And yeah, it basically goes into what, what happened was the explosions made the helicopter crash. Um, the helicopter landed and killed all three of the actors. Um, which Jesus. yeah, it's incredible. They actually show it in the documentary as well, which was insane. Um, wow. And they just go over I like that. Yeah. They, they don't show it like graphically, but it's just crazy to know no. like what actually no, happened. I just don't like it. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree with you there. And, um, but like they just go over kind of like negligence in filmmaking and basically you know how does something like that happen because it was Mm. it was outrageous it was such a terrible stunt to do they never should have done it and then it's like they get into the fact that these these children were like hired illegally because you couldn't shoot with children at night and it had to be shot at night and all of this stuff. And I think John Landis, who was the mm, director of that on. segment comes out of it looking really poorly, um, which is a shame as well. Cause I do like him and, and you know, I'm sure there's like different perspectives to all this. Like it went to court and all this stuff It's a real messy situation, yeah. obviously. Um, but, again, it done a really good job of explaining this story that I knew nothing about. Um, mm, yeah, so, I like, like these first two episodes absolutely smashed it. And from that point, I was like, well, I've seen two out of five now. May as well watch the other three. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the other ones are The Exorcist, The Omen, and The Poltergeist, um, which mm-hmm. are three movies that aren't massively interesting to me. I know that may shock some people, but, obviously, we're not hugely into, like, the possession, wow. the possession demon stuff. And I know they are classics, but they're just not – Uh, My favorite movies, Um, and these are more the kind of coincidental stuff. Like bad things happen, people getting into car accidents, people like obviously.
1: Yeah, the Omen one I remember. Yeah, like um,
0: so so the Exorcist and the Omen are fine. They go into more that of like, oh, this person was then you know got cancer, and it and it is just like it's weird coincidences basically, and they kind of talk through that in the movie. Um, but the Poltergeist one was interesting because they talk about multiple Poltergeist movies. I think it's the first three, and then like and then like Mm. basically. That is where, like, I do like the idea, the, the, you know, not like the idea, but it does start to seem like certain productions and films are cursed because it was just like bad thing mm. after bad thing that kept happening on these movies. Um, and I think it was Portal Guys Free where like this little girl, um, who was like the lead, tragically got ill and died during filming. And to hear from the director, especially, and him getting really heartfelt and talking about it, was just super emotional and really good. Um, so I, I really mm. liked that one as well. It was only, yeah, the, it sounds like a good one. Yeah, it was the only the other two where they were just a bit more like like yep someone had a car accident you know like it was very much just like coincidences um yeah i still really like this overall like it was something that was super unique and they've already um Mm. announced that they're doing a season two next year which is awesome and it's another great thing i think in Shudder's portfolio of like they obviously have so Mm. much now they obviously have the documentary the 80s documentary which is incredible but i kind of love this as like these small little snippets of movies and you know i wonder how much there is to do because obviously there's not going to yeah. be.
1: Well, you think they had that noir yeah, horror.
0: Exactly, think, yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, uh,
1: was it, Was that what it was called? Or... Horror,
0: horror, noir. Yeah, yeah, um, which was yeah, is this... really cool. Yeah, so... like I love that they're getting into yeah. the documentary stuff. I wonder if like they'll.
1: Say... Um, I wonder if the season two will cover um, instant in a ghostland.
0: Instant. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so it's going to be obviously way more diff- difficult with the newer movies um, mm. because obviously movies they aren't going to want to talk about it. But yeah, like it is fascinating when you get into that of just how many horrible things have happened during the shoots of movies and like even outside of like like i think what was it the last resident evil as well had like some crazy accidents mm. involving stunt people and i think that is an aspect that I would love for them to get into because it really doesn't get talked about how much yeah. stunt people get screwed over in productions and movies where it's like it, most people don't even know that on like Deadpool 2 stunt men died like fast and the furious yeah. stunt people died the walking dead stunt people died like we're talking about people that actually lost their lives um and we don't even know these people's names um so maybe that's like a different yeah, well, because discussion we don't we don't um
1: you know we don't hear about it and also kind of you know we don't we don't even appreciate like i think when you hear the term stuntman you think oh cool you get to do some like Mm. dangerous things in a controlled circumstance and it's like yes to a point but you are doing dangerous things mm. and those dangerous things are still dangerous and stuntmen do risk their life every day for our, our entertainment and yeah you, you you, don't hear about the other side of well, it
0: one thing that's interesting you say that is I actually forgot in the Twilight Zone movie the episode they have a extended interviews with Kane Hodder and he's he was not involved okay. he was not involved with the movie but he's given it from the perspective of a stuntman of course. so he's talking about how yeah. like all this stuff that he's done where he was set himself on fire and then he's basically yeah, he's exactly. going over how like basically they did stuff that they just never should have done in a million years and it's like the negligence but mm. yeah like i do think there's so many interesting things but yeah this was a great watch man like it was so short to the point Ooh. that yeah i knocked out all five in a row because i enjoyed the first two so much but they are very short yeah they're sometimes. only like 25 minutes apart but i would highly recommend if you're if you're even remotely interested in the crow to watch that episode and then the twilight zone one as well was really good um mm. and then, yeah like, i think poltergeist be in the next one and then you can you can give or take the other two i think if you've enjoyed the other three you may as well just watch the exorcist in the omen but they, they weren't as strong for me yeah um but no just another great Ooh. thing on shudder which is awesome um nice. and they're, they're, like uh, i love that they're at least keeping us busy th- this year which is great um it was nice to watch a bit of tv like we obviously got some tv upcoming very soon in fact like it's crazy mm. that how um, soon the haunting of Bly Manor is at this point. Um,
1: I know it's crazy. Did you see the press kits? Yeah, I did. Today? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's cool. Like obviously we haven't talked about it on the show too. Like, much. Where's ours? Bro? Yeah. Where's ours? But like that is the big release now for the year. Like we know we're getting that and mm. it is a TV show, so it's out in a couple of weeks. Obviously once we've watched it, we'll we'll sit down and do an episode on it because I can't wait. Um, like what are your thoughts mm. obviously just very quickly? Like are you just like very pumped because it's this new thing that was great before and we're like starved of that? No. <laughs>
1: no um i think i'm i'm excited for that reason but i'm also kind of it's not really what i Mm. want i never really wanted a sequel for season one let alone this thing that's very different but it's kind of a sequel um and as we spoke about before the the cast being back in it feels weird as well but i'm still excited to see Mm. it like i'll be i'll be buzzed it's one of those things that i I don't really want to overhype. I just kind of know it's coming and it's coming mm. soon. And, and when it arrives, I'm re- I'll be ready to absorb it.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm with you. Cause like, I, I didn't want this to happen, but now that it's here, I'm thankful. And, um, mm. you know, even if it's kind of what 70% as good as season one, it's going to be better than a lot of things we see this year. So I think that's the, the, the way of looking at it True kind of for me of like, I already know mm. it's not going to be as good as season one because that's like, to me, the single best, te- you know, se- season of any genre television. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait, man. It's cool that at least that's something that's big that's coming out. It's weird that that's our big October release is a Netflix TV show and not a movie, um, considering all the movies that we could be seeing this Halloween. But, yeah. Oh, well, c'est la vie. But, uh 2021 we'll see him in 2021 (laughs) yeah oh i can't wait it's gonna be what a year i can't wait um but yeah that was episode 216 where we discussed the owners uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone